Trail Runners, welcome to Chasing Gold, Season 2, Javelina Edition. We are going to be chatting with the front runners at this year's Javelina 100, who are hoping to get one of those two golden tickets into the Western States Endurance Run. Today on the show, we have Nick Corey, who runs with the Viper Racing Team, sponsors with Koros and Rabbit. Nick is the American record holder in the 24-hour distance, back-to-back -back champion at Desert Solstice. He's got a third at Black Canyon. He's got a second at Havelina. Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Scott. Absolutely. First thing I want to touch on is looking at those races pops out at me. I saw 130 races on your ultra sign-up list. It's a lot of races. When did you start racing and how did you get into the sport? Uh, I guess I started racing in high school with, you know, your normal 5K track races, all that. But then... My senior year of high school, my brothers and I signed up for a 12-hour night run. It was a training run for across the years, uh, and the rest is history. That was in 2005, and been doing it ever since. So, 17 years now, half my life. Wow, cool. And I was actually fortunate to be on the track seeing you the last two years. This past year was, I mean, I could only refer to you as just an absolute machine. It was so impressive to see on that track. We've seen a lot of records go down. This one was the most impressive I have seen. Um, how did that buildup look compared to the buildup you have coming into Javelina? Oh, this one's worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, de definitely everything I did last year like paid off and worked. And setting that record took as much out of me as you might expect and more than I wanted to admit. So I had a real rough first half of this year was like up and down injured at points. I couldn't run more than two or three miles like late in the spring this year, uh, devolving to just complete giving up on running, getting uh, PRP to try to salvage uh, hard rock, uh, which did work, but it means all of my training miles have essentially been since July. So I've so far successfully crammed, but I'm definitely not at the level I was at last year. Sure. Let's talk about that hard rock because I was kind of, I, you're someone who's training, I kind of keep an eye on. And yeah, I kind of knew that you were injured. And then even just going into that event on very, very, very limited training, the performance you had was nothing short of remarkable. Um, how do you feel going into an event like that? So, I mean, obviously you're undertrained, but you have a lot of experience. What was your strategy for that event? Yeah, it was like really lean on that experience and go at the pace that I thought was sustainable. And I kind of underrated, I think the carryover of fitness from last year, like I didn't calculate it in enough. And so it like 60 miles, I found myself feeling better than I expected and probably jumped the gun a bit between 60 and 80 because then 80 to the finish, I didn't do bad, but I struggled a little more again. So like definitely the years of experience and even just the recent fitness, like it, it doesn't go away in six months, 
even if I'm not in race tip top shape because of the direct lack of miles. So like overall, it kind of, I guess, balanced out to what's probably still an impressive finish, but certainly below what I could do at that race. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think um, your strategy, right? Nick wrote a great paper, nickcoreyruns.com, um, titled Below the Green Line, which I think is a great resource for all ultra runners out there. Uh, in my own coaching practice, I'm always passing this this research paper or this, this written paper along. Um, Talk us about that strategy, Nick. Uh, for those that don't know, Nick generally runs negative splits in his ultramarathons. Um, he's been working on that for a little bit. Talk us about that strategy, and if that's the strategy you're going to go with at Javelina. Yeah, like this is an idea that started over a decade ago for me. And like it always bothered me that you take the marathon and below, and there's not really a question of the optimal pacing strategy. Like You want to shoot for even or slightly negative splits. And it applies to like virtually any endurance running distance up through the marathon. And then suddenly it just goes out the window beyond that. <laughs> and no, no, like everyone laughs if you like, you're like, maybe that would work, but probably not because no one does it. And if you actually talk, try to talk someone into doing it, they're like, there's no way I can't possibly imagine finishing faster than I start. Do you know how tired you get no matter what you do? Uh, so about five years ago, I just said like, like, I'm going to give it a shot. Like, I'm going to assume that everybody else has missed this. And this is actually also the right thing, just like at all the other distances. And it took me a couple of years to get the hang of it. But like, I think I've proved at least to myself. And I would love to see others really go and try it. it like, it takes practice. But once you get the hang of it, it's so much better on every level. Like, I have so much more fun out there. And my times have now gotten better and better. Even if like at first there was a big learning curve to actually get it right. Uh, so like, there's no doubt that's my strategy at Havelina. Uh, if I get to halfway and you see me and I look fresh and you don't know what comes after that, then you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, I like this strategy a lot. And like you said, it does take a lot of work because for the athlete that's that's trying to implement this strategy, right? You need to go so slow at the start, right? And then after you get experience with doing it, then you could be like, okay, maybe I can move a little quicker in the start. But it's a big learning curve because obviously in our events, every event is different. So it's not like you're gonna be able to hold the same pace at Javelina or like you would at Hard Rock. So you really need to be in tune with, with effort and breathing and how that all feels. Um, it'll be great to see you running Havelina, your your other performance at Havelina, 14.09, second place. What are you thinking? Is 14.09 good enough to get you a ticket this year? Do you think that time is beatable for you? Um, where do you stand on that? Yeah, like that's definitely not going to get a ticket this year. Uh, that was before the tickets were at Havelina. That was the pandemic year, so the competition just wasn't really there. It was like Tim Tollison blasting at the front on his own, and then me doing my thing well behind him. And then, you know, not a whole lot of other people there. Uh, the stack, the, the field this year is so much more stacked. And given last year, like I suspect it's gonna take, I don't know, 1330-ish. It depends on the weather, obviously. I'm crossing my fingers. Like uh, my hope is that we get out of the double digits both on humidity and on <laughs> temperature. Uh, it's not gonna happen, but certainly the hotter it gets and the drier it gets, the more it'll help me and the more it'll make it a struggle for everyone else. Uh, that's so cool. like, I, I am definitely more fit than I was that year. That was even just a training run for solstice. And this year, this is a bit more of a focus. 
So I, I should be under 14. The question is if I can go far enough under 14 and it depends how bad everyone else blows up at the end. Oh, that's so funny. That was the same thing I was saying for Black Canyon. I was like, bring the heat. I want more heat. Oh, that's great. So talk to us about your training. It's obviously been going uh, pretty well the last couple months. What does a typical week look like for you? Like, what do you, like, how are you measuring volume? What kind of workouts are you doing? Uh, are you doing heat training in preparation for this? All that kind of stuff. What does the last, say, month of training look like for you? Yeah, so like post Hard Rock, I bounced through that much faster than I expected, which is the only reason I think I've got a shot at this. Uh, so I jumped right up to 100 mile weeks, and that's kind of my baseline. If I can get to 100 mile weeks and hold that, and then the higher I can sustain above that, like steadily, healthily, sustainably, the better. I got, I don't know, to maybe some 120 mile weeks this year. Normally, I would prefer to get up to 140, 150 for peak. Uh, but basically do a lot of that. The stronger I feel, the more I can do long runs. I haven't historically recommended long runs, but either the, the length of time I've been running these things or all the other things I've done lately, like I actually like to get in training runs of 30 to 50 miles uh, and stacking that endurance and feeling strong late in those runs and just rolling straight through them without you know tapering, recovering, all that is a real good sign for me. Uh, I've gotten a couple of those. I've gotten less at race pace than I'd prefer. You know, usually like last year I was doing races that were 50 plus miles and really hammering. And I got one of those at the, the Havelina night run, the hangover, uh, for the 75 K, but that's about the only one I've gotten. So I'm a little like, it, it was a good sign there, but I am a little low on the quantity of those that I've had in the past. Sure. So. All that together, the last couple weeks, I've been dialing up the speed, dialing down the mileage a bit and get that last little bit of turnover, that sharpening and cross my fingers, it's enough. Sure, yeah, and I, I did see a pretty quick marathon fun training event you put on the other week as well. You ran pretty pretty well there. And what about like, if we think of Javelina, the course, it's hot, it's exposed, like what things, what strategies do you have to try to use at this course that you wouldn't be using at a different course? Like, are you trying to use more liquid calories because of the heat? Um, obviously thermal stress, cooling strategies are important. Are you planning on, what is your cooling icing strategy? You obviously only hit your crew once per loop. So like, how are you gonna approach race day? Yeah, I'm basically using the same strategy I used two years ago, which is all focused on that heat mitigation. And really, like, I think heat mitigation is the wrong way to think about it. It's like active cooling, like how cold can I get my body? You know, there's, I think some research that shows the optimal racing temperature is something like 45 to 55 degrees. Mm -hmm. And, you know, certainly we're not gonna be there. We're gonna be 70s a lot of the day with that beating sun, that dry air. Uh, but that actually gives a big opportunity is you get water on yourself and it's dry out and that evaporative cooling works magic. And so I'm just going to be going through basically a 70 ounce bladder between every single aid station from like 7 a.m. on. You go, so using a bladder on your back, using it for cooling as well as hydration? Yeah, like I will drink very little of it and most of it's going on me. Really interesting. Cool. All right, Nick, we are going to dive into the 10 question fast paced fart lick round. Are you ready? As ready as I can be. All right. Some of these questions are returning from last, last season. Some of them are new. First question, what sneakers will you be wearing at the Javelina 100? 
Oh, that, that's a trade secret. That's one of my pieces <laughs> of magic this year. All right, all right. We're gonna, we'll keep that hush-hush for now. Question two, Javelina is known for its Halloween costume, Halloween weekend. What is your most memorable Halloween costume growing up? So it actually was at Javelina, I, I think eight or nine years ago. <laughs> James Binet and I, my James, my coach, uh, we dressed up as a dick in a box from SNL <laughs> and like paraded around the course all day. We had candy inside of our boxes. <laughs> Nice. Are you adding any touches to your race kit this year that uh, that are going to be a little Halloween themed? I I want to. I'm trying to take <laughs> the race serious, like probably too seriously. So I haven't come up with anything that's not a distraction yet. But we'll see if I can get something in. Sure. All right. How about one product you wish were at all aid stations at every race, not just Javelina? What would be something if there was at every aid station, every race you went to, would be you would find that helpful? Huh. So I guess something that has saved races for me and other people is Vespa. Uh, I don't know that it works for everyone, but I have definitely seen some people that when you can't get calories down, it cranks up your fat burning for a while. And I've given it to people when they can't eat anything else. And it definitely is like a smash glass emergency. Is, I've seen it work. Cool, cool. All right, someone is approaching you on a trail during, a, during your normal training run. Are you most likely to say, hey, hi, or howdy? Oh, I'm saying hey. <laughs> All right. Candy corn, where do you fall on the fence? Do you eat candy corn or are you a non-eater of candy corn? I am a non-eater, it is not for me, but I will say I love how fun and festive it is. I would like to be an eater, but I'm not. All right. What about race day breakfast? What do you, what do you, what are you going with? Nothing. Nothing, wow, bold. Yeah, I, my pre-race ritual is a large pizza the night before the race, and then I won't <laughs> eat anything till about an hour in. Interesting. How about a favorite Halloween candy? Oh, the crunch bars, the right. big ones that are like real satisfying to take a big bite out of. Oh yeah, you want those big candy bars when you go trick or treat and you don't want the bite size. All right, walkout song. We get you get to pick your walkout song. What song are you walking out onto the Javelina course to? Knievel has landed by Stone Sour. All right. You get a golden ticket. You are going to the factory. When you get to that chocolate factory, who would you like to be accepting your golden ticket? Would you be giving it to Gene Wilder or Johnny Depp? Oh, Wilder all day. Love it. All right, last question, Nick. What place are you finishing the Javelina 100? I want third with uh, Pat Reagan or Arlen Glick in front of me. <laughs> Perfect. Nick, thank you for coming on and chatting. We will see you at Javelina. See you later.